Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that everyone's day is going well. What's new with me? The same thing that's new with all of us, and that is that Earth Day is tomorrow. So of course, you guys know I love my themed episodes when I get a chance to do one, and this is exactly that. We are doing an Earth Day episode. And of course, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that tomorrow is also the two-year anniversary of Typically Peachy's website. What an exciting day April 22nd is all around. But like I said, this episode is going to be very thematic. But before we get into the theme, I have to talk about two shows that I watched this past weekend. One, The Kardashians. I told you guys I was going to watch it. I have not watched the second episode yet. But so far, the first episode, I was very impressed. It was such higher quality. I loved the intro so much, and it made me feel like we are definitely going to see a lot of what we want to see, which is more insight into the businesses in particular. At least that's what I want to see. And it seemed from the premiere episode that we are going to get that, even them showing us all of the headquarters for the multiple businesses that they have. Very fun. So I think the content does really have potential to be more of an insight into their everyday lives rather than just filming an event or something. Because with as many successful companies as they all have, showing the background of it would be so interesting to see. And I feel like it would show people that they're not just glorified influencers, which is what a lot of people think of them as. They're CEOs and founders of giant companies. So why would you not want to share that? Even just watching the first episode, I definitely have high hopes. The other show that I watched this past weekend that I had to talk about, and I didn't want to put it in the what's good section because one, this episode is themed, but two, because it's not necessarily something that I would recommend, but I did want to share my thoughts. It is about the Netflix reality show, The Ultimatum. I feel like so many people are talking about this, sharing their opinions online, and I had to share a few of mine. If you guys don't know what the show is, essentially the premise is that they have a bunch of couples on. One person in each of the relationships is giving an ultimatum that if the other person doesn't want to get married at the end of this process, then they'll break up. And I am not loving how it translated on screen, to be honest. Even the premise makes it sound like it's going to be a disaster. And it kind of is. It's so sad. And it just pulls out problems in their relationship that I am genuinely confused why they've never talked through these things prior to coming on this show. The issues that came out mostly didn't even have to do with the ultimatum. They essentially just created more problems in their relationship by adding this element. And then, to think if it does work out how it's supposed to, having someone propose to you when they're not ready seems kind of off. You know, like getting engaged should really be a mutual decision. I'm just very confused. Like you guys, these are people my age and at most have been in a relationship for two and a half years. I have so many questions for these people. I won't spoil the ending for you guys if you haven't seen it yet, but wow. The whole thing was honestly just a bummer to watch, but if you do want to check it out, again, it's on Netflix. Go watch it for yourself. Maybe you'll have a completely different opinion than mine, but that just seems like an incredibly stressful situation to be a part of. Anyways, now that I got all of those opinions out in the open, let's get into what this episode is really about today. And the perfect way to do that is to transition into what's hot. Since we love fashion here on this podcast, I have a couple stories that may be able to help you be a bit more eco-friendly in your day-to-day life without sacrificing any style. First up for what's hot, according to Vogue, 
here are 29 utterly chic leather alternatives and vegan handbags to shop now. Now this article and these suggestions are something that I genuinely came across because I was looking for alternatives myself. So I thought that I would share with you guys because even though I have not purchased any of these products, I think that it's really helpful to have some of these brand names on hand in case you are looking for that alternative, you don't want to purchase leather, but you still very much love the look of it. So here are your solutions. First suggestion from Vogue, Santos by Monica Agave Triangle Tote. It's a two-toned vegan tote that is crafted from cactus fibers with an organic cotton lining. Very cute, very unique. This one is a bit of a higher price point. It's $375. This whole article has a range of price points, so there's a lot of flexibility and choice there. Next, Simon Miller Puffin Bag. This one is so cute. It's a vegan woven bag. It's all white. It's very stark, very beautiful. Definitely a piece that you could pair with a very colorful outfit. Next, Jules K Luna Bag. This bag is so cute. Also, I love the name because Luna is my dog's name. It's yellow, so of course I'm gonna love it. And it's at the $125 price point. It's a very unique shape, simple enough that it would fit in a lot of outfits, but different enough and a pop of color that would definitely make a statement. I might just have to look into this one a little bit more, possibly add it to my own collection. We shall see. Next, Nanushka the Gather Bucket Bag. Vogue describes it as a chain link handheld that is so elegant, especially when worn with evening wear. This bag is cream colored, so it would go with a lot, and the shape is really simple and beautiful. Next up, Stella McCartney, the Frame Zip It Shoulder Bag. This one is very pretty, and I feel like very on trend for right now, because it's a medium brown, and it has Stella McCartney's signature chain links. Next up, the bag that basically broke Instagram. I feel like everyone has probably seen an ad for this bag, and so many people purchased it. It's the JW Pay Gabby bag. It's a vegan scrunched hobo bag. It comes in all colors now. It's at the price point of $89. This is one of those bags that I feel like is kind of just cool to have to show a fad in fashion a moment in time years from now. I understand that that's very long-term thinking, and it's the kind of thinking that you're never gonna get rid of this bag, but I don't know, there are certain pieces in fashion that are not necessarily expensive or exclusive to have in any kind of capacity. They're just very much a part of the zeitgeist, and I feel like that would be cool to have and look back on like 20 years from now. Maybe an odd way to think about the JW Pay Gabby bag, but that's what came to mind for me. Next up, Altazara Watermill Crossbody. It's black, it's chic, it's crafted from raffia with cactus leather trim. Next, MM6 Mason Margiela Japanese Shoulder Bag. Vogue describes it as a roomy black vegan tote for a day-to-day totting. Senrev Maestra Convertible Bag. This made-for-work vegan bag converts from backpack to satchel. Multi-purpose, and it's a really beautiful cream color. Next up, Matte Plus Nat Adele Micro Satchel. Vogue says... Reach for this small vegan satchel for weekend essentials and pair it with a comfy sweater and jeans. 
Now I know we've entered into spring and that description seems kind of fall-like. This bag is kind of fall, mostly the color, but maybe they have other colors that would be perfect for spring. That's the last one that I'm going to do a description on, and even 10. Vogue lists out 29. Just search the article title if you want to see them all. I would really recommend checking them out, looking at the products, seeing which bags you really like. There's so many more cute ones that are woven or mini duffels, different colors, different sizes, different shapes. They've really put together a nice comprehensive list. And all of these bags in this list are truly earth-friendly, meaning they're being crafted from plant-based leathers derived from mushrooms, pineapple, apples, corn, and cactus, plus biodegradable, recycled, and regenerated synthetic materials, which is not always the case with leather alternatives because a lot of them use plastic. Vogue talks a bit more about this in their article as well. Definitely some really, really great options here. So with that, let's move on to our next What's Hot story, which shifts over from vegan leather to faux fur. And we're sticking with Vogue because they sure do know their fashion, but we're going to Vogue France because they put together a list of eight eco-friendly labels to know. And I'm going to quickly read them off to you guys because this is, again, something that I was searching for. What are the best fur alternatives where can I find faux fur that looks really nice and that feels really nice? Here are the brands. Marais, 1998. Vogue writes, At only 20 years old, Maya Reich, the founder of Marais, 1998, has conquered the fashion scene with her coats and jackets in eco fur, which uses polyester and acrylic. Next brand, Maison Atia. Vogue writes, Trading faux fur as a luxury material, Chloe Mandel launched Maison Atia with the hope of making this material both accessible and green. Number three, Fuzz Not Fur. Nadja Oxerlis founded Fuzz Not Fur after noticing that the production of faux fur designs were low in comparison to demand. The sophisticated yet simple faux fur coats is at the heart of the label. Number four, Apari. As a fusion of the New York eclectic taste and a Parisian effortless chic, Amélie Brick and Laura Nucci launched Apari, a young label riding the faux fur trend creating it with incomparable softness. With impeccable know-how, the 100% vegan coats are produced and sourced in Paris. Number 5. House of Fluff After selling 26 fur pieces from her closet, House of Fluff founder Kim Cantor vowed to never harm an animal or the environment again. The venture inspired her to found her own faux fur label, with the aim of merging comfort, style, and respect for the environment. Number 6. La Seine et Moi Lydia Bahia designs an array of ultra-chic faux fur coats which are made in France and are environmentally friendly. Number 7. Shrimps Vogue writes, Founded in 2013 by Hannah Wieland, Shrimp sits at the forefront of the faux fur movement. It has also made a foray into accessories, which includes a stylish pearl bag. And number eight to round out the list, Charlotte Simone. Handbags, coats, and phone accessories make an appearance in this line of colorful faux fur designs, founded in 2011 by Charlotte Beecham. This article also shows pictures of one item from each of these brands. I really love how Vogue gave a short snippet of each of the founders. 
I find the origin stories to be incredibly interesting, so I hope that you guys did as well. Those are some brands to check out for yourself if you're in the market for some vegan leather or some faux fur. I think knowing some of these brands and looking into them is a really great place to start. That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good. I have two products to share with you guys, both of which I am very excited about. The first one is by the brand Suspicious Antwerp. I got a sweatshirt from them. It's really cute. It's red. It says the brand's name in the back in a really fun, unique font. The brand itself is a lifestyle streetwear brand, and it was founded by two people as a part of a project during their time at the University of Antwerp, hence the name. You guys might already know this brand from being famous for the Skull t-shirts. A while back, that was a pretty big thing. I remember a lot of celebrities had that t-shirt. Ed Westwick wears this brand a lot. I feel like since those t-shirts, I haven't seen the brand around as much, but I was checking them out. I was seeing what else they had. They do limited drops, so you can't always get the products, but when you can, they are very nice products. And, of course, there is an eco-friendly element to this. They are made with 100% organic cotton, so you can feel good about that new sweatshirt that you're purchasing. If you guys want to check them out, I'm pretty sure that they have a drop coming soon. So just go to suspiciousantwerp.com and you will be able to find all the details there. The second item that I have for you guys is one that I kind of bought out of necessity because I did not have a great backpack for travel. All the backpacks that I have are either kind of small or the straps are not that great if you have a lot of stuff in them. And I feel like every time I travel, I have to carry my work laptop and my personal laptop and of course anything else that I want to bring with me which ends up adding up. So my back really starts to hurt after a while. So I wanted to get a new backpack that had nice straps that wouldn't weigh me down so much. So the one I landed on, which to be honest I didn't do very much research on this, I just went into the store, I liked this one and I liked the eco-friendly aspect to it which I will get to, but it is a North Face backpack. It is called the Jet Setter, and it is in the color Ice Blue. It's really nice, it's pretty spacious, it has the big compartment, it has the laptop sleeve. In the front, there's also another half zip pocket that has another little zipper pocket inside of that. So far, it's perfect for what I need it for, it's very cute, and the body fabric is made from 100% recycled materials. We absolutely love to see it. If this sounds like something that you guys are in the market for, you can find it on northface.com or I personally got mine at the North Face store and I got it last week so I'm sure it's still there. If you guys want to hear more about eco-friendly brands or conscious consuming, check out episode 34 which is Earth Day every day, last year's Earth Day episode, and check out episode 78, Conscious Consuming. All the content to hopefully give you even more options. Alright guys, last up for what's good, your song, Apple Tree Blues by Camp. Camp is spelled C-A-A-M-P. Now in to the final portion of this episode, need to know basis. Since tomorrow is Earth Day, I was thinking, what is something that I could do for need to know basis that is going to be worthwhile this week? And as I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, I'm doing this whole themed episode that relates to Earth Day, but how much about Earth Day do I really know? 
So that led me to think that we should learn some things together. Because this is a holiday that is on our calendars. It's important to recognize tomorrow and every day that's not Earth Day that we just want to do better for the planet in big ways, in small ways, in individual ways, any way that you can. But I do feel like people tend to support something or care about it more or recognize it more if they know more about it. So here are some Earth Day facts that you probably never knew. From realsimple.com, number one, Earth Day was inspired by Vietnam War protesters. It was started in 1970 by Wisconsin Senator Gaylord Nelson after he noticed people protesting the Vietnam War but not putting any pressure on government about the damage being done to the planet via contaminants like oil spills, pesticides, and deadly smog. Next fact, the date was chosen to appeal to college students. April 22nd was chosen intentionally by Senator Nelson and grad student Dennis Hayes, who went on to internationalize Earth Day and start the Earth Day Network, among other foundations. They strategically selected April 22nd in order to attract more college students, who were known for being politically active during the era of protest. The date fell between spring break and final exams. Next fact, this American holiday had a strong start. 20 million Americans celebrated the first Earth Day in 1970. It has since grown and has been celebrated in more than 192 countries by over 1 billion civic-minded supporters. That is a lot of people. Other countries know it as International Mother Earth Day. That's the name it was given by the United Nations in 2009. Here in the States, we still call it Plain Old Earth Day. The Earth Day movement drove the creation of the EPA. The Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, was approved by President Richard Nixon in 1970 as a result of the Earth Day movement. Legislation on clean air, clean water, toxic substances, and endangered species were passed too. Next fact, such a nice one. Everyone can participate in Earth Day. People of all ages can march, plant trees, clean up their communities, and reduce waste in their own homes, or even try zero waste with smart Earth Day tips. Proactive corporations and governments often use Earth Day to announce sustainability measures and pledges to support the environment. Next fact, Earth Day is not the same as Equinox Day. Equinox Day, which also celebrates the idea of caring for the planet, is held on the first day of spring, March 20th. In 2020, Equinox Day occurred on March 19th, the earliest arrival of spring in more than a century. This is also a fun one. Earth Day has its own theme song. The Earth Day anthem was written in 2013 by Indian poet Abhay Kumar and has since been recorded in all official UN languages. Next, this global movement has inspired real change. On Earth Day 2011, 28 million trees were planted in Afghanistan for a Plant Trees Not Bombs campaign. In 2012, more than 100,000 people in China rode their bikes in order to reduce CO2 emissions and highlight the amount of pollution created by cars. And the last Earth Day fact from realsimple.com, each year the Earth Day theme changes. 
In 1990, the spotlight was on global mobilization of environmental issues with a strong focus on recycling. In 2000, it was about global warming and clean energy. 2010 marked the world's largest environmental service project, a billion acts of green, as well as the 250,000 person climate change rally in Washington, D.C. The theme for Earth Day 2021 was Restore Our Earth. And the theme this year for Earth Day 2022 is Invest in Our Planet. All right, guys, that was Need to Know Basis. And I feel like we all do need to know those things. So incredibly fitting and the perfect way to end our Earth Day themed episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. Reminder that Earth Day is every day. Again, no matter how big or small, taking individual steps to doing something better for our planet is always a good idea. Don't get overwhelmed by how much you're not doing. Just try to do something. Start somewhere. A ripple effect can't happen if you never take the first step. So try your best. Do your part. Be a planet pleaser. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 